Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. As, as always, I have with me JBC Sriram, who's going to walk us through the five states that are going to elections. By the way, you may ask me, what is it that I have on the background? Who painted my future bright? That's a new book, and it has everything to do with these elections and how you will find out in the course of this uh, conversation. So hang on, fasten your seat belts, and here we go. Sriram, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskar. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Please. So, JVC, uh, I, I, as always, we are going to keep UP at the end because we want to sustain the people's interest. However, I have given them a teaser that they should know a little bit more from my book that I just released a few days ago on ebook. The printed version is coming out shortly. But uh, most important thing from you, JVC, is a lot has happened in the last few 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 days since the last time we looked upon this subject. So where do you want to start? I want you to keep UP at the end, but you start. You choose where to start. Yeah, we can start with uh, Manipur okay. uh, because that's a state which probably uh, is not looked at many by many people. Uh, we are getting a lot of information on Manipur. Manipur has been seeing a massive development. See, for the viewers, I think we need to understand one thing. Manipur has been, you know, probably cut off from the national mainstream for a long time. Uh, and it's seen economic blockade. When I say economic blockade, when I say economic blockade, uh, which meant that even when the petrol and diesel was available in the rest of the country at 70 rupees, they had to pay 250 rupees, 300 rupees and still could not get it. When LPG gas stove was costing around 700 rupees in the, uh, you know, across the country, it was not available for even 3000 rupees. They have to buy in black. And they had to also pay, you know, income tax they can evade or escape even. But escaping the taxes from these people who talk about separatism and all those stuff was not possible. So as a result of which, and Manipur did not even have a railway station properly, did not have airport, did not have roads. Now the last five years has seen massive development on these regards. You also know that on Saturday, the first goods train uh, reached yeah, Manipur. It itself was a very big achievement. Uh, we're going to have one of the biggest... Uh, you know, railway bridges, the, uh, the tallest railway bridges, which will be inaugurated in March 2022, as a result of which there is a lot of excitement. Now, at the same time, yesterday when the candidates were announced, we saw extreme, you know, uh, pictures and uh, videos. At one side, people who got the nomination of BJP were extremely jubilant. It was as good as, although they are one kind of stuff. And on the other end, the people who probably had been with the party for a long time and did not get the seat were, were, were absolutely frustrated, devastated and aghast. So the emotions were extreme. And there were people who were uh, throwing stones at uh, you know BJP banners. So you saw that the expectation is very high. Fortunately, the Nagaland people front had opened up the gates and said that those of them who had probably not got the seats from BJP, they would be uh, accommodated in their party because it's standing alone. So the news which we are getting is uh, either this election will throw out either an Ang assembly where some independent and rebel candidates could probably coast and win uh, or otherwise BJP could win a very comfortable uh, majority on its own. Either way, I think we are going to see, uh, you know, the BJP uh, ruling the state, Manipur. I don't see any other uh, reason. Uh, probably the you know the numbers may be a little difficult to predict at this point in time. Although many of the opinion polls are giving it thirty plus, uh, but as a result of this uh, seat distribution yesterday, 
there are some real issues. These are things which we are getting uh, from Manipur directly. And uh, I think for the first time, the, the citizens of Manipur, probably they also have a fair, this thing that you know a lot of people who had worked in the last five years for the development of the party and they have been denied tickets. So let's be very fair. And they want to see a BJP victory uh, actually scripted by people who have worked for BJP. But somewhere things have gone wrong. A uh, lot of uh, turn-certed Congress and have joined BJP in the last few months and days have also been given seats, which is not taken well by many people. So I've actually given you what goes in favor of BJP and what is also going against BJP at this point in time in Manipur. But nevertheless, I don't see a chance of anybody else forming the government in Manipur. That's what I have to tell you, uh, Mr. Iyer. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions. First question, my head will break into a thousand pieces if I don't know the answer to this question. Did the prices of petrol and uh, natural gas come down? Yeah, obviously, yes. This, this economic blockade was released for a long time. And they tried to create another economic blockade in 2021, which the Congress party did not succeed. Because if you know, from 2016, September till March 2017, uh, which is when the elections are taking place, there was economic blockade. So in this round, you know, they tried to create that scene, but it was not, it was a very short-lived one and did not have a major impact. In fact, that goes in favor of BJP. Now, the second question is, you said that some party loyalists have not got a ticket and some Congress uh, deserters have got a ticket. What kind of criteria was used at the time of allocation of seats by the BJP? See, there are two things which have been looked at. One is winnability. And number two is, although Sambit Patra has been camping in that particular state for a long time, JP Nadda had been visiting that. There are a lot of political investments which have been made. Now, uh, some of them are saying that the, uh, the Biren Singh, who is the chief minister of uh, uh, Manipur, he had taken some very important calls and he was given the independence. And he had taken some calls which were not very well liked by the Karyakartas in the crowd. So, uh, the, so this is always going to be a challenge. Uh, I think we can always give unasked for advice. Stand as an independent, win, and then you will your stature in the party will go up. Because then you are proving the apparatus wrong that they didn't think you were winnable. This is my unasked for advice. I don't know if it will happen or not. But you, you mentioned another thing. You said Nagaland people front. How is the Nagaland uh, party uh, having footprint in Manipur? No, it's always there. You know, see, uh, NPF is also, the NPP is there. You know, the, you don't know the name, you know, Nationalist People Party. And then there is a, a Nagaland People Front. Because a lot of borders, border areas with Nagaland. And the tribes also, it comes along with, uh, and they have an influential factors as far as Manipur is concerned. I see. Okay, sir, pick your next state. My next state would be Goa. Uh, again, another small state where we could see an Anga Assembly. I don't want to you know, keep uh, talking a lot about Goa here. See, Ahmadmi Party tried an experiment in Goa, which is not succeeding. Fortunately, the uh, 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 Goa has been, you know, Goa has never been a state which voted based on caste. Because if you look at 30 to 35% of Goa is made up of Bandaris, Bandari Samaj. Now, yes, there were some Bandari Samaj people who have been denied chief ministership both by Congress and by BJP. It is a known fact. Okay. Now, for the first time, Ahmadmi Party picked up this saying that if I pick up Bandari Samaj votes and if I pick up Catholic votes combined together, we are an unbeatable combination. 
So they named the Bandari kind of person as the chief minister of Shulakshmakan, if I'm right, his name is. Uh, so as a result of which, they tried this, but it is not working. On the ground, it is not working. Congress is slowly coming back. All the opinion polls are giving a range of 18 to 22 to BJP. Uh, Manohar Parikar's son has been denied the seat. Uh, he is contesting as an independent. We need to look at that particular seat pretty closely. And uh, Pramod Savant has got a very good, uh, you know, Dr. Pramod Savant has got a very good stature. He has delivered. I can tell you there are two things in Goa. In Goa, the government is perceived as a pro-development government. But Pramod has not been a great party builder. He is more of a statesman and an administrator. As a result of which, uh, what they have done is, Devendra Fadnavis is the strategic in charge. And also, Kishan Reddy, who happens to be from Telangana, no, pretty well known, who's, who's, who does a lot of good work as far as with Karya Kartas is concerned. Because he has been in the party before 1980. Which means you should know that even before the party started, he was uh, there in the party apparatus as a 19-year-old person uh, from RSS background. So he has been given the responsibility of uh, integrating with the Karyakartas and the pulling both management and which is what he is doing. So Goa, at this point in time, I've been telling it right from beginning. In fact, in Tandi TV, when I made this statement, they said, are you saying horse trading? I didn't mean horse trading. I said, irrespective of the results, it will be Dr. Pramod Savant who would be the chief minister of Goa by 3 p.m. on March 10th. Even if BJP were to get 16 or 17 seats, they would have independents and others coming and joining them. And there will be a BJP government led by Pramod Savan. Because what is the analysis which I'm getting from Goa is all the other parties are trying to win seats while BJP is trying to form a government. I think there is a big difference between the two. They want to have presence in the assembly, but the uh, government is wanting to be formed by uh, you know, BJP, and that is why it is working in favor. And yesterday, Amit Shah was also there doing door-to-door -door campaign. What Amit Shah is giving is saying is, if I, as the Home Minister of the country and ex-party president, if I can go door-to-door -door and campaign, bloody hell, all of you guys, get on to the door-to-door -door campaign. Virtual rallies and all is okay, but go on door-to-door, -door, establish, connect. Every vote matters, every booth matters. And that's the message I think the BJP I command is giving. And that is not being given by Rahul Gandhi. That is not being given by Priyanka Gandhi. Now, therein lies the difference. When the chief minister of a state, when the union home minister, he is walking in the lanes and bylanes of Goa and Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh, that sends a different message. A very good question by Sachin Sharma, William Seed. I'm also looking forward to. He's also fighting it out. He has got a few people, four or five people. I'm watching him very closely. Savio is fighting a seat, which is an impossible seat. It is an impossible seat for BJP to win. But he is pretty confident. And he also knows how tough the job is. Okay. And uh, that's where the most important message is. Yes, he, that's what I'm saying. You know, when you do door-to-door -door campaigning, you go to everybody's place. Okay. Amaya is right. He's going to opposition candidates also asking for, because opposition candidates... Family members could vote for BJP if they, are, <laughs> if they feel that uh, they're doing a better job. Yeah. So um, just to round out uh, Wellem constituency, is it an incumbent that uh, is giving him a tough fight, uh, giving Savio a tough fight or is it something else? 
No, no, no. It's basically it's not a BJP favored uh, seat. Okay. It is a seat which has not been BJP favored. That is why he's saying it is difficult. I don't know whether BJP has ever won that particular seat. I'm not very sure about that. But Velim is a tough seat. If Savio pulls through, he'll be pulling it through beyond BJP. And he's trying to come across as a man who says that I am a nationalist, I am a Goa, I am I'm born as a Catholic, but first I'm an Indian. Okay. So that's the message he's trying to spread it across to every home. And he's meeting up people. He's doing all the good work he can do. But I can tell you, Mr. Ayer, Savio is nurturing this constituency. Even if he loses, I'm sure that he will work towards the development of the constituency and ensure that five years from now he comes back. He will do uh, Smriti Irani, what Smriti Irani did in Amethi, he will do for Belip. I'm pretty certain about that as far as Savio is concerned. Well, good luck to our friend Savio Rodriguez and, and onwards <laughs> and upwards. Uh, next uh, state, sir. Next state is, uh, I will take up another, in, I mean, not in a very interesting state, Uttarakhand. Why I say not a very interesting state is because Congress had no business to lose here. Everything was pitted against BJP. They had two chief ministers who performed miserably. Everybody knew that Congress is going to win. From a position of strength, you do all blunders possible. You deny seats to important people. You bring a defector from BJP. And you don't announce the CM candidate. You cut the power of Arish Rawat. You send the most popular man from Uttarakhand to manage your problems in Punjab. And then you bring him back. And he himself goes and says, my hands are tied, my legs are tied, and crocodiles are thrown on the swimming pool and you are asked to swim. Even now you are not sure who is the candidate, CM candidate. Now, in fact, we should write a book, How to Lose an Election. <laughs> the hero of that will be Rahul Gandhi. <laughs> no, How there is a an election. <laughs> the art of losing elections. <laughs> um, now, question for you, sir. The uh, in in the case of uh, Uttarakhand. <coughs> now, uh, you, you're talking about Rawat being asked to go to uh, <coughs> Punjab. To the, yeah. Uh, you know, damage control. Question for you is, I sense something beyond this in Uttarakhand for the first time that there appears to be a battle for supremacy between the sister and the brother. How true is that? No, I don't think in Uttarakhand, uh, Priyanka is uh, having a big role to play. She's, I mm. think she has tried to play a role in uh, uh, Uttar Pradesh. I think Uttarakhand and in Punjab. And in Punjab. See, in Uttarakhand, I would say that it is more in terms of strategic blunder. They just thought that anti-incumbency is there, we could come. And they don't want any... See, the point now is they don't want... Rahul has got into a kind of a complex now. And I think it is very understandable. Uh, he saw Jyoti Raditya Sindhya as somebody as my man, left. Jitin Prasad, my man, left. R.P. and Singh, my man, left. As a result of which... And he doesn't trust the old guard. Is Sajid Pilot going, going gone? Uh, you know, I don't know. He's not. He'll not go as of now. I think you know if, if UP elections uh, may trigger point, and I think Rajasthan elections after the loss of Rajasthan elections probably will go because Rajasthan is probably another year and a half from now. 
So what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, the Rahul Gandhi is caught between he doesn't trust the old guard anymore, and the new guard has already left. As a result of which, you know, what do you do? An Arish Rawat kind of so he he it is he believes in a Yashpal Arya who migrates from BJP more than the most popular leader who is there in his party called Arish Rawat. Now, when you do all these things, and you should know, Mr. Iyer, twenty-three sitting MLAs have been denied seats in BJP by BJP in Uttarakhand. Now, that's not a small number. You can make a cool, quick calculation. 24 seats, MLAs have been changed. One seat, an MLA has been swapped from one seat to another seat. But 23 of them have dropped. I've, I've, been, I've been coming in your channel and in some of the Tamil channels like Kolagalas where I've kept telling BJP is facing local anti-incumbency. Now, the, me the, the message is here. 23 out of 57, not a small number. Now, this is going to have a rippling effect. As a result, see, because what is happening is, people now are having a kind of a uh, tendency. Here is a party which is able to take some quick and important tough decisions, which is what people want. If he has not delivered, they are not coming and asking votes on his name. And they are saying that we are willing to get, get him out of the... And that's what won them Gujarat. Why they have been winning Gujarat time and again? For the last 25 years, why Gujarat is being won by BJP is basically because Keshubai Patel non-performing, throw him out. Shankar Singh Bagela, dissident, throw him out. Get a Modi there. And Modi is growing, okay, but let, if he is delivering, let him deliver. And if he delivers, 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 make him the candidate for the Prime Minister. Now, you need to understand that as a political party, you need to be ruthless. You, you realize that you just captured the last 30 you you realize that you just captured the last 30 years of bjp yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off i just had to say that thing because yeah, my memory yeah, yeah. doesn't help me when sometimes yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Shriram, please finish your thought on uttarakhand i have a few questions uh, that are ahead, related i'm sure of yours will uttarakhand uttarakhand the all the opinion polls are what is it indicating Indicates most of them are indicating that BJP is swarming the government. Number two, what is it indicating is none of them are indicating that Congress is able to cross 36 seats. So these are two important lessons which we need to have. Pointers we need to have. That nobody is saying Congress is winning. Even those of them who are saying that there could be an Ang Assembly gives a one-seat advantage to uh, BJP. And for the viewers... The best performance by Congress has been 36 seats, which is the exact majority. It has never won more than 36. And you need 36 MLAs to form the government. And with BJP in the other side, even having 36 or 37 MLAs is not enough for you to form the government. You know pretty well. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. And, and let's just take a quick look at BJP's methodology for allocating seats. This is what I have heard, JVC, and you can yeah. tell me if it is right or wrong. So yeah. this is what I've heard. As far as the MP seat allocation went, it is very possible that the same thing was applied to MLAs also. In the case of MP seats, especially in the trigger or, or the critical states of UP and Bihar, 
That's, this is what I've heard. Again, I have to qualify this again and again. Around halfway mark, let's say if 20, 2014, 2019, bookended, middle of 2016, Amit Shah took a progress report from all the, the candidates who got elected from there and then said that you haven't done enough, you haven't done enough, you haven't done enough, you haven't done enough. Those who are not performing up to his expectations. Evidently, the expectations were given fairly quickly after they came to power. And then he said, I'll give you one year to turn this thing around. If you don't turn it around, be prepared to lose your seat. But if you turn it around, then you will be given the seat. Very, very database, logical stuff where he had an independent set of people monitoring the progress of the constituency. So it was not like this guy could claim I did it and everybody took his word. How true is this? Yeah, 100% true. 100% true. There are various ways. In fact, even Narendra Modi app itself runs a survey where you can go choose your constituency, give your opinion about everything. Even Nishad party, I'm coming to UP because I don't want to keep everything too much. You know, we just want to keep 10 minutes capsule for everything. Sure, 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 sure. So, so Uttarakhand, closing in on, you're right, Mr. Sriyayar, and there are surveys also conducted. I'll give you an example. Nishad party, should we have an alliance or not? A survey was conducted by JP Nata, an independent agency. They went around and conducted a survey saying that, yeah, we, if you have alliance with Nishad party, you will get. Swami Prasad Maurya was denied the seat because the progress report showed that he will not win. You may be a Swami Prasad Maurya. You may have eight MLAs with you. But, sorry, not done. So, Uttarakhand, I can safely assume that it will be an Herculean task for Congress to form a government there. And AAP is also cutting around 11 to 12 percent votes in Uttarakhand, which is not good news. Uh, and they can win one or two seats. Maximum, they can win one or two seats. So, that brings us to an end to Uttarakhand. Now, uh, before I go to uh, Punjab, let me take Uttar Pradesh. Why Uttar Pradesh before Punjab, which means Punjab is going to be the climax. Uttar Pradesh is not the climax. So, uh, <laughs> Uttar Pradesh, all opinion polls are clearly indicating two things. One is SP is making progress. BJP is winning. Now, I'm not going to talk too much because you have dealt a lot. Now, my only curiosity is those of them who are giving 35%, 36% to Samajwadi Party, where would they get that oats from? In December opinion poll, they had 90% of Muslims voting for them. They had 90% of Yadavs voting for them. They have 17.6 non-Yadav OBC voting for them. This can go up. They have uh, Jatav 11-12% voting. It cannot go up. They had Brahmins 11% voting for them. This cannot go up. They had Rajputs 15% voting. It cannot go up. Uh, Dalits 8% they had. It can go up. And others 3.5%. Now, even if the 17.5% is going to go up, so we are talking about 17. I just want to talk with numbers and data here. If I have... Seven, if I have 17.5% multiplied by 37% multiplied by 100, it comes to 6.4%. Which means at best, SP and Alliance cannot cross 32% to 33%. 
on all the opinion polls are saying BJP is comfortably heading towards 39 to 40%. Now, this is the news. West, UP, BJP is doing very well. Jat oats are not moving rock solid with uh, RGLD and uh, Samajwadi party. Western UP, there is a 7% oat share difference. That's what we are hearing. And Awad, there is a 11% oat share difference. And Purvanchal, there is a 6%, 7% oat share difference. Now, yes, OIC can impact, but it will not be as big as Bihar. And yesterday, if you looked at my thread, in a, in a village where there are 3,000 Muslims, 870 of them had voted to BJP. And this time, 1,200 will vote for them in Western UP. They are saying reason is because we have got this, we have got that, we have got this. That's it. Yesterday, we also saw a Jato boy getting slit on his throat by a Muslim person in Bakhpat. Now, when I look at all these things, because at this point in time, I don't want to give you the seat share. I want to give the vote share. We are looking at a comfortable 5 to 6% difference of votes between BJP and SP. And number two, if SP is going to get the migratory votes of Congress, Congress got 6% last time, 6.25. If they're going to get an additional 4.25%, 4 then you are looking at Congress being relegated to zero or one seat. Is BJP winning? Yes, of course it's winning. Is SP crossing 100? Looks possible today. But Mr. Ayer, I just want to tell one thing before we move to Punjab. I will take your questions. What are the tactical problems for SP? I don't know whether you have told it in your last hangout or not. No, 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 we're not. The ESPs, you know, the, the problem is SP's stronghold is in Purvanchal, which is the eastern Uttar Pradesh. Yadavs are not present much in Western UP, only in Mainpuri and Itawa districts, they are there. And then you that is called Rogilkant. And then Purvanchal they get. By the time the election reaches Purvanchal, it is the sixth and seventh phase. Energy is lost. Okay. They have, when they come to the when they come to their fortress, so-called fortress, this is what happened in 2019 also. That's why you will see in Western UP, BSP performed better. That's why they got 10 seats. Okay. So now that's something which is a big thing. And by the time it reaches Purvanchal, the momentum will be lost and perception will be lost as a result of which they will find it extremely difficult. So, so a couple of uh, questions that jump out. Uh, one of the things, uh, JVC, is... You said that 90% of Yadavs will vote for Samajwadi party. I, I kind of have a question about that. In the sense, if you look at the percentage of Yadavs voting for BJP, right from 2014 up until 2019, so it's three elections, right? Two Lok Sabha and one state. The percentage of Yadavs has been going up and up and up. And there's no reason why it should not go up again. The reason is, see, many others are also discerning. Discerning means they know 
they can find out that you know if this guy comes what's going to happen if that guy comes what's going to happen so there is a possibility that what you said about 90% of yadavs voting for sp that might take a hit i don't know about this but i just wanted you to touch upon this uh, this you know scenario or, or this trend if you will uh, have you seen that so i got a i got a i got a presentation for you just a minute oh great great go ahead and share i have the i have the data with me wonderful uh, let's share that one second oh, one second i will show it as an entire screen or able to see a powerpoint here not yet not yet uh hang on it uh, are you able to see it on your screen i'm able to see it on my screen i don't know how one second um, so you you need to go to share and then you have yeah, to say yeah, yeah. window yeah yeah uh, now, now it's coming now, you, now it's okay. coming wonderful now, this, is what, this is what it is yeah. this is what it is uh, 2012 you had 9% of yadavs voting for uh, uh, bjp uh, you have 27% of yadav voting in 2014 and it dropped to 2017 10% and it again went up to 23% in 2019 now this will clearly give you an idea about yadav vote any time akilesh is in the race as a cm candidate yadavs tend to flock towards sp every time you have akilesh not as the prime mover and shaker the yadav votes moves towards bjp i think you know i've got a fair uh, you know argument to place before you on this <laughs> got it No, that's wonderful information at your fingertips i just asked you a question and yeah, you had the answer i think sorry you know i think you know your viewers should know that you this was not fixed i i'm i'm promising you this is a spontaneous question by ir and i also incidentally had a slide for that yes yes that's yes it. yes yeah absolutely see it, it is obvious because it took you a short while to look it up so wonderful so that was one question i had and the other question i have is now you're saying <coughs> what is playing out in gujarat about the killing of the guy for his facebook post today i'm hearing that the mullah has been arrested in delhi uh you see sometimes law and order actually works in india but it's not like it should always work only during election time so that was one the other one was what happened in manpuri where a mullah raped an 8 year old girl this could be muslim and muslim still there is a feeling of disgust so these kinds of things do you think that could that polarizes will polarize the vote a little bit towards bjp or away from bjp no it will polarize towards bjp definitely okay see because law and order has certainly improved i think in the last uh, hangout we think we, we have given you the data also law and order has dramatically improved under uh, bjp regime unemployment problem has been up to an extent controlled and when it comes to question of law and order and the crimes people very much know that voting for sp is a recipe for disaster and i think that is something which is being reiterated time and again that is why you will find that as much as development is important uh, people may not vote for you for development but people will definitely vote for you for security and that is what we need to look at that is why in fact I, I, my feeling is the campaign should be at a at different level you know this is where one thing which probably an unsolicited advice for bjp there must be a set of people who must talk from the law and order and polarization angle there must be another set of leaders who must be talking purely from development angle 
and now you know that strategy is still not crystal clear okay if that strategy comes into picture that would be great the the uh, second rank leaders some important leaders must talk about development must give progress card because they have it in them when you have 59 medical colleges opened definitely something speaks when your number one rank in 45 development in uh, the uh, uh, schemes of central government being delivered to up 45 schemes number one rank in spite of failing in something like jal jeevan you got to go brobeat it blow your own trumpet in a big way yes indeed as always we excel at giving unasked for advice and now drum roll please we're going to go to the most interesting state punjab then and just let me set the context here some things that have been happening channi first time you know you can see a little bit of nervousness he's contesting from two seats and, and that is definitely a sign of nervousness i that's how i see it number one number two this this orchestrated dharna to try and stop the prime minister has it blown up on the face in the face of congress third uh, captain amrinder singh statement that pakistan was trying to force him to take siddhu back siddhu had a very inconsequential ministry by the way but still even that he got fired so all these things these things happened in the recent few days so jvc take it away and regale us with what's happening in punjab yeah yeah i think you know i will take maximum 8 to 7 7 to 8 minutes number one sure. point is it's not just a most interesting election it is a most confused election it is the most confused election because the reports we are getting are conflicting completely conflicting opinion polls are giving one message ground analysis is giving us another message leaders knocking the doors of bjp is giving another message as a result of which it is safe to conclude at this point in time that it is going to be an ang assembly mark my words it is going to be an ang assembly the chances of any one party securing a majority is less than 10% now channi contesting in two seats there are reasons for it he wants to consolidate the area around the malwa region because malwa is the region where aap is wanting to dominate he wants to also get a grab of that he wants to send out a message to dalits that we are coming back and i am your cm candidate and not siddu if channi is declared as a cm candidate even now i'm telling you there are chances that congress may do slightly better than what is doing now if siddu is declared as a congress candidate then hell break loose congress will dismantle and break like nine pins so what is it all about i am getting a message which i don't want to believe to be true that bjp and amrinder singh is gaining ground there are people who are saying they may get around 10 seats also but i don't want to believe that i don't want to give any kind of confidence to our viewers but nothing from the opinion polls are suggesting that disclaimer number 2 everybody is underestimating akali dal aap is not as confident as what they were probably a month back why because the contest is 5a now when i say 5a congress aap bsp akali dal 
or Akali Dal BSP, whatever you want to call. Number four, you have BJP and uh, Amrinder Singh. Number five, you have farmers entering the fray. Now, farmers entering the fray can wreck havoc for AAP. Why? Because they were the ones who were supporting AAP during the protest. And now they are contesting all alone. As a result of which, it is going to divide into the AAP's vote. Do not write Akali Dal off. Are they forming the government? No, they may not be majority, but they may be number three. Close number three. Personal, personal. Both AAP and Congress will be somewhere stuck at 40. 30, 40 range. Akali Dal will be stuck in 30. And almost 10, 12 independents will win. And BJP, uh, Amarinder Singh will be less than 10. This is my personal analysis. Yes, the Prime Minister's uh, convoy getting stopped had a perception, but not more than perception. See, some of the things is popularity for BJP, even amongst Hindus, may not be getting converted into votes because you don't have party infrastructure. That is where probably an Akali Dal has an advantage which none of them are reading. Akali Dal has an infrastructure, party infrastructure, which not many parties can uh, you know, claim of in Punjab. Now, that would play an important role. Yes, Mr. Now, the, the much talked about A, B, C, that is Akali's, BJP and Captain. Uh, looks like that is not happening. A, B, C can happen post-elections. Okay, understood, understood. I think you said this even last time. I'm sorry, I forgot. You said yeah. this last time also. Okay, but but then should we also say that Amitya has nothing to do with the new Farmers Party? We can't rule out. We can't rule out anything in politics. And Amitya is such a strategist that he knows. <laughs> Just pulling your leg. <laughs> you know, he knows where to cut. He knows how to cut. See, he has made Congress itself as a vote cutter in UP. It is still a vote cutter party. Okay, it is competing with the MIM. Who will become a bigger vote cutter? <laughs> Wonderful, fabulous stuff, Sriram. And as always, I, a pleasure. I, 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 Mr. Ayer, I want to only one, I know this is out of subject, Please. but you need to give me this massive victory in Tamil Nadu for Annamalai. Uh, CBI, as the case has been handed over to CBI. I'm talking about that 17 year old Hindu girl who committed suicide. Allegedly, we need to, we don't know it whether there was a conversion angle to it had been handed over to CBI today morning. You may have a government which is not willing to uh, probe in a certain angle, but fortunately we have judiciary whom we can trust upon. Thank you so much for giving me that extra bit of one minute to touch upon something important. Absolutely, sir. I, I was, uh, in fact, I wanted to talk to you before this thing, because, but you're in program to program, so I couldn't get you. I wanted you to mention this. So you've actually you know, fulfilled my desire without me asking for it. Viewers, this is a very important case. And there is going to be, I'm, I'm trying to get this guy, Karthik, to come and tell me exactly what happened. Because he has had a close, close pulse at, you know, what happened right from the 9th of January when she was admitted after consuming pesticide. And then there was one video and then there was a second video where it is much more damning, much more damning. And now we are also hearing that the village got renamed as Michael Patti. People were not looking at that. And suddenly now that is coming. So this is all nefarious. This is subversive. 
So there's a lot of stuff happening in Justice for Lavanya. Just stay tuned. We will get that program. And maybe if, if Sriram wants to weigh in on that one, I'd like to bring you also in, Sriram. We can do a three-way sure. uh, discussion. I'll just sit back and what you know, you and Karthik can you know, talk about all the different developments. Certainly, CBI inquiry is a very, very welcome step. And, and the, the DMK government, I'm telling you, there are six power centers inside that. Nobody really knows who's doing what. And, and again, that's another topic for another day. Thank you very much, Sriram. And as always, please like, share and subscribe to our channel and do click on the join button. Namaskar. Thank you very much. Namaskar. Thank you so much.